When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros here. Aaron Hawksworth is off this week, but our special guest host who will be filling in all week long is Joe Ostrowski. He will be our special guest all week. We're so delighted to have him here. Uh, fantastic. He is here. I am here from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the show today, Judah Fortgang from Pro Football Focus. He's here to talk about his research into young quarterbacks and which we should back heading into the new season. Joe, I know you have a ton of hot football takes after uh, this monumental preseason uh, saved up over the past couple of weeks. And so uh, definitely let's go ahead and jump right on into them. And speaking of young quarterbacks, let's talk about Trey Lance. The 49ers basically had too many of them. Trey Lance was on the trading block and the Dallas Cowboys of all teams decided to take a flyer with the best offer, giving up a fourth round pick to acquire the young quarterback. Joe, what do you make of the move? Good thing they acted now because if they would have waited much longer, I, I don't know that they get a fourth round pick. I'm surprised that actually that they got a fourth round pick at this point. Um, look, I <laughs> I guess it's worth something with Dallas in the position that they are in. Uh, they I, I expect them to win the division. They are a contender in the NFC, whether they're first or second in the division. Uh, that really doesn't matter. We know what the upside is with that team. And quarterback goes down. That's a problem. That, it's actually like a big storyline today as people are talking about the big cuts. Oh, this is a, a surprise with the backup. Um, I think it's fascinating that San Francisco just decided not worth our time, not with, worth our energy. They had every reason to try and make this work and not look foolish. Does Shanahan have more pull than Lynch? Maybe certainly seems that like people suddenly forgot that all the reports were out there at the time of the draft and Shanahan didn't even want this guy. He supposedly wanted Mac Jones and maybe they talked him into it. Maybe they didn't, depending on the stories that you want to believe. I'm surprised they got a fourth round pick. Uh, playing football is, is matters. And Trey Lance has not played much football in a very long time. He has missed a lot of his prime years. When he was 18, he didn't have a start. When he was 20, he had one start in college. 21 in the pros, he had two starts. When he was 22, he had two starts. I don't know what he is. All this all this is still based on his 2019 season at a small school in North Dakota State. And maybe he ends up being good. Maybe he lives up to the hype. 
Uh, they gave up a ton for him. I guess Dallas is in a no-lose situation. Losing a fourth rounder if it doesn't work, it's not the worst, worst thing in the world. And they've seen those uh, middle-round draft picks work at quarterbacks in the past. So not not a ton to lose here from Dallas's perspective, but I think it's still so fascinating, more so on the San Francisco side. They had every reason to try and make this work. And they said, no, we just we don't want it. We don't want them here. It's a waste of time and our energy. 49ers do lose a lot of draft capital given what they gave up to get Trey Lance in the first place. And so that's definitely a question mark going forward as far as what they can do. At, at the same time, you know, the 49ers should still make the playoffs. I mean, even though you and I both think that Seattle should win the NFC West, the same at the same time, we are not so down on San Francisco to the point where we look at this move and say, you know what, this isn't, this isn't a healthy franchise at all. Certainly it's a question mark and it is a setback, but if Brock Purdy is the guy, then okay, the 49ers will be just fine. And okay, they're sort of going all in here. And so uh, that's the way it looks. I'm curious, first off, I, I absolutely hate all the, uh, you know, moronic ideas and analyses saying that Dak Prescott's going to be distracted or, you know, there's going to be some <laughs> locker room things or whatever. Like, I've, I, I knew that at least, like, one or two folks on the X would come out and oh, say things no. like that. And it's like, you're showing yourself if you believe such things. Dak Prescott wow. is about as professional as it gets. So, yes, the, the Cowboys will be just fine with a move like this. And Dak mm-hmm. Prescott's not going to lose his job. He's not going to be sweating because, oh, he's got Trey Lance behind him. No, all, all that's going to be done. What I find really interesting here is how do you quantify someone like Trey Lance? Not so much as far as what he can do on the field, but what he can do during practice. Because he's still a really athletic person, you know, in terms of reading defenses and accuracy of throws, things like that. Okay, that's subject to interpretation. And we could talk all day about our speculation there. But when it comes to his athletic ability, when the Cowboys are game planning against, say, a mobile quarterback or someone who gets out of the pocket a lot, bootlegs, things like that. What does that mean exactly? How much value do you place on someone like that, like a practice quarterback, essentially? Or someone who, let's say, you know, Dak gets hurt and you just need Trey Lance as a stopgap for a game or two, a few drives or two, something like that. I look at this and say, is that worth a fourth round pick? Yeah, probably because of the importance of the quarterback position. It's not just the quarterback who's playing, but game planning against some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I feel like that matters here. And so, it's not just, okay, you have potentially this project you can develop and you have years to do it, but you also have someone who can help you practice in the here and now. And I do think, Joe, that's worth something. Is he going to be ahead of Cooper Rush in the depth chart? I mean, I'm not positive. He, he was not the either. three in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah, he was a three in San Francisco. And Cooper Rush has been able to be a stopgap when Dak has been injured uh, for a shorter period of time. But it's probably worth the flyer. Now, anytime Shanahan says, no, I don't want anything to do with this guy, it's just not going to work. We can't make it work, my, not in my system. Um, that, that is certainly alarming. But yeah, yeah, what, what if he's not the backup? Okay, we missed. We swung and we missed on a young quarterback. That's fine. Um, the practice element is interesting. Because the team they are chasing in that division, can can he play in their pr- preparation? Can he play that Jalen Hurts role a little bit? That's an interesting angle. But also what I would bring up is 
practice. He was so bad in the San Francisco practices that they got rid of him, that they didn't want to put him on the field this year at all. In no Senate, we'd rather have Darnold. And I, I, man, that is just so interesting to me. That's a good angle, though. In preparation for some of these mobile quarterbacks, and there are so many of them uh, now, when you look around the league, now I don't see it early on in their schedule with the New York teams, Arizona, New England, but what do you know? The Cowboys do get the San Francisco 49ers in a monster game once we get there in week number five. So, yeah, and, and you get Philadelphia, of course, twice the first time in week nine. Then what, what could be a massive game, week 14, uh, you get Josh Allen late in the season. So that's, a, that's an interesting angle. But you, you do have a roster where right now you don't need a ton, and things change quickly throughout an NFL season. But you look at it and like, we don't need a ton, but maybe this can help us just a little bit. Give us that tiny edge that we might need for our defense during the season. It is interesting. The Cowboys have really boosted their analytics department. And so there are a lot of additional angles that probably we're not going to uncover over the course of three hours here. But at the same time, this is something where clearly the direction of the Cowboys in terms of those off-season moves, this is not something I think they would have done recently because they're all in Mm -hmm. on Dak Prescott and whatever that means. So this to me isn't an anti-Dak move by any way, shape, or form. This is perhaps looking at the future, looking at practice, developing them for other things. This to me is, you know, a really prudent move in a lot of ways. And it's, it's hard not to like it. And definitely it's something where uh, those who have a newer school, more innovative kind of approach to football, uh, they all seem to like the move just fine. And so kudos to the Cowboys for making it. Let's move on now to Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. And obviously the buzz is there out in New York that, This connection could be one that we see a lot this upcoming season. Dane Brugler tweeted out that only four players in NFL history have recorded 80-plus catches and 1,000-plus receiving yards in each of their first two seasons. And then he speculates that there's a pretty good chance that Garrett Wilson becomes the fifth this season. So from a betting perspective, Joe, what expectations are reasonable for Garrett Wilson this year? It's an interesting conversation. Uh, the number is still out there, but it is dropping at some spots at 30 to 1 for Offensive Player of the Year. I know a few weeks back we actually talked about that and was hoping for a better number for Wilson. Well, uh, you're not going to get a better number. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. 
For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. So maybe he has a blow-up season, but I already had those expectations baked in, especially once you have that massive upgrade, the biggest upgrade that we've seen in the NFL offseason at quarterback. I mean, the man had 147 targets and 1,100 yards with some of the worst quarterback play in the NFL. So just imagine what he's going to have with Aaron Rodgers. We expect those numbers to be better, but there are also more mouths to feed. We've certainly had that conversation with the Jets. Um, yeah, as far as can Wilson be the offensive player of the year? Can he go from offensive rookie of the year to offensive player of the year in a team that has high expectations, with we'll see what the quarterback play is. Is the quarterback play closer to Aaron Rodgers last year or MVP caliber? Because if it's somewhere in the middle, that would be awesome for the Jets. And that's uh, more likely what we're going to see this upcoming season. But yeah, I, I have no reason to doubt Garrett Wilson that he's going to have a really, really good year. Um, we talked about the case for the under and I, I wouldn't make a play on Garrett Wilson right now at this current number of 20 to 1, 25 to 1 at BetMGM for Offensive Player of the Year. But look, I mean, just numbers wise, he comes into as a rookie in a terrible offense, and he's top 15 in the league in receiving yards with, with the number of outstanding weapons we see in today's game. That was an, an impressive feat alone. So now let's see what he's going to do with a real quarterback play. Allow me to be a glass of cold water here because of all the bets out there that are available pertaining to Garrett Wilson, I don't like any of them. And it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. because of value, but I feel like that Garrett Wilson is not going to be nearly as big of an impact player as a lot of folks believe. One of the things that I love doing in terms of evaluating receivers, I look at weighted opportunity ratings from last year. You're looking at air yard share, target share, all that good stuff. Garrett Wilson last season, bad quarterback play and all, he ranked 24th in terms of weighted opportunity ratings. So, yeah, the Jets utilized him a good bit, but he wasn't utilized nearly as much as, say, some of the other wide receiver ones out there in the NFL, like a Devontae Adams and guys like that. Garrett Wilson was fairly far down the list. In terms of most receiving yards, no value to me. Most reception offers, no value. His yardage total is 11.25 and a half. I like the under or no play because there are other receivers I feel like Aaron Rodgers could go to. And Mm -hmm. the only way that I think Garrett Wilson offers some value is if he turns out to be Devontae Adams. If he is of that caliber, then I think it's okay. There are just so many other receivers in the NFL right now who get a lot more attention, get a lot more of the air yard share for their particular team, and they automatic and they have more highly weighted opportunities. So I can't proclaim Garrett Wilson as the next great wide receiver one, especially in that particular system, especially when we know that Aaron Rodgers, you know, sometimes likes to diversify. Sometimes he finds his ace in the hole and will go in that direction. But we don't know mm-hmm. if Garrett Wilson is that guy yet, despite some fantastic numbers for his early career. It's pretty telling that you have buzz around this player. We have the hard knock situation. He's playing with the most talked about quarterback this offseason. And the prop number for the number one receiver in this offense that people expect to push the ball down the field much more in the past, and they should, 
is just a little bit of a jump from last year. He had 1103 last year. Now he won't get the same number of targets, but maybe he gets as much production, maybe more, but there's not that much of a jump. You go from those dudes to Aaron Rodgers and the yardage prop, not that much higher. You mentioned 1125s out there. I see MGM has 1150. And as far as receptions, it's only two and a half higher than all of last year. So, Ed, I think the betting market agrees with you that, yeah, yeah, the office should be better. Going to get a better quarterback play, but it doesn't mean Wilson's numbers are going to take a massive jump. Exactly right. And I am pretty much in lockstep with the markets as far as that's concerned. I just don't believe that we can put Garrett Wilson in the same category as Devontae Adams, who, when he was with the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, yeah, the air yard share, the weighted opportunity ratings, all of that, very, very high. Mm-hmm. To me, Garrett Wilson has to prove that he is of the same caliber. And to me, he just hasn't proved it yet. Maybe he can be, but when you're looking at some of the great receivers out there, it's likelier than not. Maybe they take a step back. Maybe they diversify a little bit more, whatever the case may be. But likelier that Garrett Wilson takes a slight step back and it's better to hammer some of those unders. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the latest NFL Week 1 line moves and what we should be paying attention to with the season less than two weeks away. Right here on the BetQL Network.